0: Hey, everybody, welcome back to Off of Beaten Clef. This week we're doing something a little bit different. We had an extra week in April, so we decided to just do what we've been listening to lately. It's basically a a show of all songs of the show. Uh, We all have an extra song of the show, but fuck it. Uh, So, Dil, let's let's get get into it. You say it too? What the fuck? we are back for our what this is the week four of april yep. um like i said like i said in the intro it's just kind of a little extra thing we had a, we didn't have a fourth interview booked so we decided to do a little extra thing and we brought a friend with us this week uh first time uh, first time podcaster long time listener mason miller
1: hey everybody uh thanks for having me on guys appreciate it yeah
0: yeah, I, I couldn't believe we hadn't had you on yet, Mason. That's crazy.
1: No, no, no. But I'm happy to be on. Hopefully, this is the first of many.
0: Yeah. You bring a you bring a much different type of music that me and Bill typically bring. So it'll be uh, it'll be interesting. We were both kind of scared because your taste in music is much cooler than ours.
1: <laughs> I wouldn't call it cooler, but... <laughs> Definitely cooler. But we,
2: by your first song. When we get to your first song, I'm going to be like, oh, god damn it. He's so much cooler than me, dude.
1: <laughs> that's what I like about the podcast is like... I've learned about music I never would have stumbled upon in the first place. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, yeah. it's all about what you want to get out of it. Cool. Uh,
0: Do you want to hop into audience submissions real quick?
2: Yeah, uh, we just have two. Um, The first one is from Ben Carter. Uh, The email he sent is titled, What's Benji listening to right now? You guessed it, EDM. Uh, The Pantera Deep Dive is keeping Metal March alive for me, but it didn't take long for the release writer to pull me back into the world of beats. It's tracks like my submission that always pull me back. Limitless is a fresh track from the prodigy of the Big House era, Martin Garrix. This dude was headlining Ultra Miami at the tender age of 17 with the same straightforward and bombastic beats. Now he's the prodigy of House turned king, and I'm so here for it. Cheers, boys. Benji, Columbus, Ohio. And I don't think he mentioned in the email, but his pick is Limitless by Martin Garrix.
0: Yep. It's a a good, solid track. I was surprised by how much I liked it, actually. Because Martin Garrix is hit or miss for me. So, yeah,
1: it's really good. Yeah, definitely Uh, Uncharted Waters for me. But I liked it a lot after hearing it. So,
2: very cool. It was like, it took like 30, 45 seconds to get into it. Because it was like, oh, EDM, here we go again. And then it was like, oh, yeah, I like this. So, I was ready for it when it was like nice the other day and I listened to it. So good pick, Ben.
0: Uh, yeah. Next we got Louie Kern, our two mainstays as far as audience submissions, also part-time co-hosts. Um, so his, e- his email is uh, credited as our, he credited, titled last email for the win, our last minute email for the win. Uh, he said, woohoo, just made it, hopefully. Uh, lastly, I've been finding lately, Jesus Christ. Lately, I've been finding myself in the mood for something outside my normal wheelhouse. Uh, if your music stays hard for more than four hours, call a doctor. Uh, so I submit to you Living the Dream by Sturgill Simpson, a little American Americana bluegrass for your ass. Um, yeah, it's exactly what it is. It's, it's a cool little bluegrass track. I mean, if you listen, you know how I feel about bluegrass. It's impossible to be in a bad mood listening to bluegrass.
2: I would have never guessed Louie picking a Sturgill Simpson song. I have always been like a like an outside fan. Just you hear songs and you're like, oh, that's cool. Like, but I've never gotten into it. But I think this album is called like the grass cutting music or something like that. So it's perfect dad music.
1: The uh, John Deere tractor lawnmower on the cover was perfect. <laughs> yeah. the it was really good.
2: <laughs> but yeah, two two wildly different picks and i'm i'm glad louis is keeping us on our toes he's always i always think he's the metal guy and then he he throws out a sturgill simpson song so
1: yeah um they were from both of our picks too you know really hitting all of them
0: yeah uh if you guys are ready we can just hop right in i think we'll just go down in order of the we have our notes here so it'll be me dylan and mason you guys cool with that Mm -hmm. let's do it cool uh these are we have we all took a lot of notes this week. So we prepared for some pauses while we scroll. Um, but I'll go first. Uh my first song that I've really been digging lately is uh Call Me Little Sunshine by Ghost. It's their first single off their newest album. Um and Ghost has kind of exploded in popularity recently. And I, I really I can't get enough of this. They performed it on I think Jimmy Kimmel or something like that, which is crazy. Like I did I never thought a band like this would be on like a late night TV show. Um And it sounds really good live too um it it sounds light but it's 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 layered with like satanic imagery and symbolism um and this is exactly how the antichrist would act he would make very accessible rock music (laughs) and uh then he would ruin the world and if this is what the rapture feels like i'm ready for it go ahead mason what you got
1: Uh, No, I totally agree with you. I loved the kind of juxtaposition of the upbeat music and like the very welcoming, warm lyrics from the singer, I guess, as being Lucifer, Satan, Um, but having the lyrics be so dark and uh, grim almost in a way. So yeah, I really liked it. It was really different.
2: Yeah, I, I think your brother actually put us onto this uh, this band a few weeks ago and we found out that they won a Grammy. And it's like, holy shit, a band like this won a Grammy? It's crazy. Um, but yeah, it's it's really left a lasting impression on us. And I feel like it's, um, you know, it it sounds like it's plucked right out of the 80s. It doesn't sound like it's a current band. Um, and I, I love that it's kind of what we always want when people go for a sound and they're going for 80s metal. If it sounds better than it would have in the 80s like production quality wise it's always like oh i love this because it's what i want 80s music to sound like when i listen back to it so i thought it was a really cool pick
0: yeah like i said i'm surprised by how popular they are because they're kind of dark and you know hopefully it leads to kind of a a rock revival is what i'm hoping for because rock's been kind of dead for a while so um you don't don't have to worry mgk is bringing it back for us oh yeah okay (laughs) yeah great
1: when are you guys gonna review that album (laughs) Uh, didn't we do that already
0: <coughs> we did we did some at jk um, we did
2: one song from tickets to my downfall that's right. i think i picked it as one of my top songs of 2020 um but the world never got to hear that because i lost it i lost the audio but oh that's right uh the new album i listened to it and it's getting shit on pretty hard and i don't know it's it is what it is it's a follow-up to an album that was the the other one was decent and this one's just poopy so we're not going to spend too much time on MGK today, I don't think. Unless you guys want to.
0: No, I'm, 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 I'm totally understand.
2: okay. <laughs> uh, so my first pick is Caught in the Moment by Origami Angel. Uh, I've been really wanting to talk about Origami Angel, but I've kind of wanted to like save it for a, a time. And I haven't really found the right time because their album, Gami Gang, is 20 songs long. And me and Kevin kind of have like an unwritten rule of like, that's just too long. <laughs> you know, we did metal, uh, new metal albums, and they were like 17 songs and 54 minutes long. And it was just a slog. But I love this album so much. And I would say probably 12 out of the 20 are worth listening to. And that's just uh, percentage wise, that's not worth us doing a full album of because I feel like we would eventually just start shitting on it. And I don't want to get there. So um, I digress. I love this song. Um, it kind of reminds me of Thank You Scientist in a way of just like there's no structure to it. It just kind of devolves and then gets back to the chorus. And that's one of my favorite kinds of music when uh, when bands can do that. And it just feels like sometimes they have something they want to say and when they say it, they're like, all right, guitar solo, fuck it. Let's get to the guitar solo. And uh, <laughs> you know, th- it's just kind of all over the place and I love it for that.
0: Yeah, speaking of thank you scientists, they, uh, they retweeted us today. Hell yeah. Yeah, so that was exciting. Um, but yeah, no, I'm always kind of, every time I hear a, a new punk song, I'm always like initially underwhelmed by it because they all kind of start the same. Um, but those quick, those fears were quickly like just destroyed. Uh, once you get that sharp tempo change, I don't know, it's like 45 seconds into the song. Um, and it kind of turns into like this anthemic showstopper almost, and it switches tempos again another minute or so later. Um, yeah, it's just really, really surprising. And you're right, Dill. It's it's kind of all over the place. It kind of bounces off the walls. But every time it changes, it gets better somehow. Um, and I really, really like this track. It surprised me. And it's I think it's probably one of my favorite tracks on the playlist. Um, I, I listened to this one multiple times um, while I was skipping around trying to take notes. And I kept coming back to this one because I really do love the way they kind of switched it up and kind of played with the concept of what a punk song could be.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. I think it was my favorite one on the entire playlist too. Um, so much so that I kind of went down the rabbit hole of their album and some of their other stuff while I should have been preparing for this more, taking more notes, but I was just so addicted to their sound. I liked it so much. It was a really cool, it's a really cool thing. Um, yeah, for this song in particular, I really liked the kind of early 2000s sound while also being nostalgic for the early 2000s. I thought that played together really really well um if i remember correctly a lot of their album covers are like super nerdy shit, like what we'd be into like uh the gen 3 pokemon cover is spoofed on there and like uh minecraft or whatever else so yeah yeah, yeah. i liked everything about this one
2: and, and I, the group i but. always like the little comments of like just little moments like take me back to us going to taco Bell at two in the morning or like staying up late and watching pokemon at three in the morning it's like you know these guys are just fucking nerds just like us so there's something um yeah. lovely about that
0: yeah i mean that's the first thing i did when i turned 16 is drove to taco bell when i got my license so yeah man totally relate mason what uh, you got mason. for your fir-
1: first pick so my first pick as i get to it here So my first pick was called The Smoke by The Smile. Um, And so I found this song on one of those like new music playlist type of things. I think Anthony Fantano was talking about it on his YouTube channel. Um, And I was like, wow, this is this is really, really good. And so I went to look for more of their music. And I think at the time they only had like two or three songs out. Um, And I was like, that's kind of weird that they're getting so much traction for being. Or for, for only having two songs. Right. But then I looked into it more, and two of the three guys were in Radiohead. It's like, oh, okay, this is, like, a side project that everyone's been waiting for, probably. But, yeah, man, I love this song a lot. The, like, driving bass line at the start and uh, Tom York's voice and sound on this song in particular was really good, I thought.
0: Yeah, man, uh, and then reading your your note about it basically being Radiohead uh, made, made this song make a lot more sense because... There's like a there's a breathless ease to everything that happens in this song. There's a, it's not high energy, but it doesn't it's not boring. Um, I know I I I think Radiohead people that don't like Radiohead think they're kind of boring, and I get that. But if you really listen, there's so much genius going on in a lot of what's happening here. Like especially the the, the horns that come in about halfway through the song, they kind of feel like they're coming out of like this void. Like they're like it sounds like they're being played from like in a different room, but they're still incredibly loud. There's just something really cool and ethereal to the quality of this song and um like it, it, it as, soon, as soon as i read that note i was like oh yeah okay this is just new radio heads <laughs> it just makes a lot of sense to me um and yeah i mean i, I fucking love this song too
2: yeah th- oh, literally me. the first moment i heard the opening bass i was like oh god damn mason is just so much cooler than us dude <laughs> like oh what did we do by bringing him on people are not going to want to listen to us anymore Mason's gonna branch out and steal all our listeners. Um, That's right. But I, this song made me feel like I was like in a 1930s like Brooklyn black and white bar or something like with all the horns and I don't know, it, almost like a noir type feel. Um, and first for them for them only having like that bass line and the hushed vocals, it felt really powerful. And maybe it is because of the horns, but uh, I thought it was a really cool pick from Mason. So uh, great first pick, man
1: appreciate it
0: yeah yeah um moving right along here we'll get into my second pick uh landscape by i'm gonna butcher this i'm sure rio kuo shoku shakai uh they're a japanese j-pop band um fuck you for the no, name ex- by the way trying to type that <laughs> into
2: the google doc was a nightmare
0: <laughs> well yeah i know i get it because i was it was gonna be my song the show like three weeks ago and i had to click back three or four times it's like there should be another U in here somewhere i think but um yeah no it's uh yeah no i really I, I, it's no secret that i love pretty much everything that comes out of japan um and, and that extends to j-pop as well it's just really hard to find good j-pop um and this really has been tickling me every for about three or four weeks now i gotta come back to this song whenever i need a little boost um now what i listen to this with my windows down I don't know <laughs> but it does make me happy um it, it's just really fun it's really well produced um i also have a soft spot for female japanese vocalists that may be because i've listened i've watched so much anime in my life but um there's just something like there's an inherent sweetness and in, i think in japanese female japanese vocals especially um and it kind of just it's it just hits your ear ear in a silky smooth way um I don't know. I just I really, really dig the energy of this track. It's 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 infectious.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think this is my first J-pop song I've ever listened to. So, I mean, it was good for a first one, I think. Uh, maybe it is sacrilegious to say it did sound like an anime opening. Um, sure. But but that was the first I thing I thought of. I mean, it's kind of hard to get away from that to separate that. But but that just kind of goes back to how we're all uh, really nerdy. but. <laughs> but yeah no i really liked it i liked the instrumentals um it was kind of fun a, a fun challenge to listen while also like maybe reading lyrics to try to get a feel for what she's trying to put across uh, in the lyrics and everything so yeah very different I, I liked it a lot
2: yeah and the album artwork is is both cool and kind of creepy uh with everyone yeah, wearing yeah. like animal heads um which I don't know if they were like trying to infer that they're furries, but that's what I took from it. Cause I don't know anything about the song or the album or the band. Um, the song is infectious as hell. I have no idea what it means, but it has that huge pop chorus and it's like, you know, it doesn't even matter what language they're speaking. As long as they have a good chorus, I'm still into it. Um, I was trying to sing along, but yeah, <laughs> it was not good. Not bueno. Um, yeah. It's, j-pop for the win it was my first uh japanese pop song as well um really my own my only exposure is what kevin's shown me uh with tokenoma and now this so it was cool
0: yeah i mean it's it, it's not sacrilegious at all mason to say this sounds like an anime opening <laughs> there's a reason that i like it so much <laughs> so uh yeah it's it's 100 percent. this could be at the beginning of some slice of life anime for sure
2: yeah, uh, so my second pick is "Coffee and Tears" by Sleep Outside. Uh, I can't remember how I found this band, um, but it ended up on one of my like sad boy winter playlists, and uh, I just remember the first line is like it started out with coffee and ended up with tears, and I was like, oh god, I love this so much. Oh, this makes me want to be sad, and it's my most emoist expression of hating like the spring and like. Mason doesn't experience this because he lives in Florida, but in Ohio, <laughs> when it's like really nice out and you're like, "Oh hell yeah, I'm gonna do stuff," and then 15 minutes later it's raining and your whole day's ruined. You had plans of taking the dogs on the walk and all this stuff, and it's just like, "Ugh!" You need a song to like express that for you, um, and I feel like this song does that. It feels like a rainy day in spring, um, but three quarters of the way through the song, I really like like the big chug. Um, the song isn't like brilliantly produced and it's not like technically sound but it kind of has the charm of like a band that's and it's their first release so i was really i was really excited about it
1: yeah i mean i totally get it too because uh, coffee that's start of the day you've got a lot of hope uh coming forward but then that can all come crashing down either uh, like you said because of the weather or whatever else but it could be from somebody else so it's kind of a fun uh battle i guess head to head and everything but but yeah i kind of liked how it started out with like that distorted sound like muted guitar and kind of the distorted vocals and then by the time it hit the chorus it was like crystal clear i mean uh, lyrically and the strings so yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah man uh, sad boy makes a sad song and we're all sad boys so um it's it's it's, it's this is what I used to make fun of Dylan for all the time with songs like this, <laughs> because it is very, very sad. It, it puts you in a somber mood. Um, but not for the whole thing. I mean, you're right, Dylan. When that, when you hit that three quarters of the way through the song, it kind of gets uplifted a little bit. And I, I kind of like that, that part of the song, cause it makes the, the first part of the song feel uh, not as hopeless. You know what I mean? It's still, there's still some light in this tunnel somewhere. Um, yeah it's 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 good it's it didn't blow me away um but um yeah it's it's good for what it is it's your it's your if you want to if you're feeling sad and you want to, somebody to make you feel even more sad this is a good pick for you
2: yeah we're not in summer yet you know like they're still That's gonna true. be I, I think uh next week we're gonna be doing um the first uh windows down playlist for our like playlist of summer but uh we're recording kind of early it's still early april so it's like we're not in the windows down music yet, you know. We, there's still some shitty days ahead.
0: Yeah, this this was perfect for last week when we got like all four seasons every single day. So yeah. this is this is perfect for that. Um, Mason, your second pick.
1: All right, great. So this one was uh, the Loop by Toru Imoy. Um, he's been putting out music for the better part of ten years, but I only just found out about him. Um within the last couple of weeks, Uh, he had this single and then another one called uh, Postman that came out, which is somehow even more whimsical and laid back than this one was. But I'm really liking his music a lot. Um, It's kind of been tough to get into him just because he has a catalog over the span of the last 10 years. So I have a friend, uh, Camille, who's been helping me find albums that she likes already that has been a way for me to dip my toes in. But, But yeah, for this song in particular, I mean, I love the... The funky kind of driving bass i mean that's kind of my theme here is the laid back surf guitar the bass guitar kind of has a lot more of the spotlight for all these songs so yeah i liked this one a lot
0: yeah we're, we're a bass positive podcast if, if you listen <laughs> you know that we fucking we love bass um but yeah this is like i wrote this is like if jack johnson if he wasn't dorky as hell um it's it's got like it's definitely it It reminded me of a bunch of stoners just kind of jamming at a coffee shop on like a pier and not really giving a shit what they look like or who's listening they're just having a a, a good time um it's really cool in all the most annoying ways uh <laughs> it's it's but it's it, that's not a bad thing it's like i get super jealous of like people from california because they just seem to live a better life, it seems like. <laughs> like they're just cool and chill and just, they have a, a state of zen that I can never probably reach in the Midwest.
2: They're um, just unaffected by the weather. Like they have good weather every day. Yeah. So, like if they have a rainy day, it, it puts them out for a month.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, it's it's that vibe, even like it extends into the little guitar solo part where it's just like they just bend the string a couple of times and that's the guitar solo. It's like, yeah. I want to do a though, but I don't want to work too hard at it. Um, but it's still super cool. Like it, it doesn't. It it's not like something I would ever call bad, just because it's not. It's low effort. It's low effort on purpose, and I think th- that's something we all kind of need after after a while. Like I, I tend to gravitate towards very complicated music, so listening to something like this is always always a pleasant surprise for me.
2: I knew Kevin was going kind to of... relate this to Jack Johnson. <laughs>
1: Yeah, for his music, though, I mean, this is my alternative to listening to uh, country on the beach, like a lot of my friends want to do. I mean, I try to avoid that at all costs. So if I can find this as kind of a middleman for everybody, that's a win for me.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, I'd much rather listen to this than any sort of contemporary country, for sure
2: yeah, I and mean, i I, I, I like this song because I thought it was like a really cool distinction between the last song. The last song felt like Brooklyn, New York, and then this one felt like, oh, we're on the beach now and like it just felt very chill and uh it just reminded me how ready I am for spring and summer and all the warm weather. And I thought it was really interesting that uh Toro Boy, obviously Toro is bull, but uh, French is Spanish for me. So, it's like um, a combination of Spanish and French. Um, and he's got an album coming out this Friday because this episode's getting released 425. Uh, the album's coming out 429, which is pretty exciting. So, I'm excited to hear it for, for spring and summer.
0: Hell yeah. Uh, we're ready to move on to my third pick here. Let's do All it. right. Uh, my third pick is hashtag Brooklyn Blood Pop by Psycho. Uh <laughs> <laughs> uh, full disclosure, I found this on TikTok and it uh, immediately lashed onto my brain. I had heard it before. Um, I think this came out in like 2020, if I'm not mistaken. So I'd heard it on TikTok before. Um, and then it came back on a TikTok I saw the other day and I was like, oh shit, yeah, this song kind of kicks ass. Um, but it feels very, very it's super cringe. Like I'm not even gonna deny that this song isn't cringe because it is. The artist is cringe, uh the album artwork is cringe, but let's um, just say it, you're it,
2: lucky that Tommy isn't here this week. Because all the shit you talked about Metalcore, and then you put a song like this on a playlist, <laughs> you got a lot of fucking gall.
0: That's fine. That's fine. That's fine, man. Um I didn't talk that much shit. I liked all of your guys' stuff, so I don't want to fucking hear it. Um <laughs> but yeah, this reminds me of like a like back when like robot like super cringy roblox servers were super popular like the crab rave like rockefeller street like all of those like super weird like super fast i don't know it reminds me of like 2018 reddit i guess (laughs) um but yeah it's it's i i don't know why but i love it and it's i think it's just like i don't know i like super cool like edms type stuff like this so
1: yeah, I mean, uh, his music in general feels like the, the raw scene yeah, kids 100%. from the late 2000s uh, that were probably online way too much. So it makes sense that you say that it's like the cringy online part from the last few years here. Um, I was trolling around on his Instagram. He totally hasn't left the earlier or, or even late 2000s or anything with like his hairstyle and like what he's posting and stuff. Total Tumblr kid. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, the song was catchy after the first listen. I, at first I was like, oh, my God, I don't know how I'm going to listen to that again. But <laughs> but after a couple, I understood why it got so big. Um, and then, yeah, I was trolling around on TikTok trying to figure out the uh, the dance. And it's just like. People are just like popping their hips back and forth to the beat, like to the bassline, and they're calling that a dance, I thought that was hilarious. But <laughs> but yeah, something different for sure
2: yeah, it's definitely trying to bring back that old aesthetic. It's so funny to see on TikTok people trying to like, do you remember in 2008 when people would dress like this and they do like the whole entire raw aesthetic and it's like, dang, I can't believe it's becoming a relic. I don't feel that old, but it's crazy that it's, it's becoming that. But, uh, this song is like 2008 without any context and I enjoy it going all out. Like it didn't like just try to be it. It was that. And, uh, I can't help but think that like maybe Skrillex had a hand in this somehow. It kind of feels like a Skrillex song at times, um, and it kind of blew me away that this song has 154 million listens on Spotify, and that's probably a testament to the TikTok nature. Um, but yeah, I thought it was a it was an interesting interesting pick, and I I uh, I love when you zag, Kev.
0: Yeah, man, it's, it reminds me a lot of like the funk stuff I've been i got into for like two weeks it's that same kind of level of cringe where that's just for drifting kids this is just for scene kids from the the 2000s so i don't know i just get really into like anytime the subculture makes their own music i'm really into that for some reason it's fascinating
2: yeah um you guys ready for my third pick let's do it uh so my third pick is (laughs) give it away by home safe um I want Mason to go first before I even talk.
1: Yeah, I just read your note. It's fucking awesome. I thought I was gonna go last for the sake of my <laughs> note, but I will gladly, gladly go first. So the uh yeah, the song is called Give It Away by Home Safe. He says give it away 32 times, and that is all I have to say about that song. That's fair. Kev, what do you got?
0: Uh no, it's just good old rock and roll, man. This is this is uh this is dad works in his car in the garage music for people our age um and i think that's cool i think it's 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 interesting to see like that type of music will never die you know what i mean like dads are always going to blare some embarrassing type of rock and roll from the garage to embarrass their kids and then they'll say oh these kids just don't get what what real music is and that's kind of what this reminds me of um you, you're you seem perturbed are you okay
2: uh yeah i just got a french bulldog farting and and grunting and <laughs> stepping on chords so um it has nothing to do with your guys takes because okay a, a lot of these songs like i newly discovered them so it's not like i have a huge emotional attachment to them um yeah no yeah this is a band that uh i found because they toured with a band we uh we covered a few weeks ago or a few months ago now and uh I put them on a playlist and I worked out to it one day and this song stuck out and I was like, oh, this sounds cool. It's got a big chorus. And on subsequent listens, I'm not like as jacked up, but it does remind me of a band that I was really into. You, Me at Six. And I don't know. I, It's not groundbreaking, but it is a newer band that is kind of exciting to hear what they could be. So uh, maybe yeah, they can I- give it all away next time.
0: I mean, it's it, this. This playlist is interesting because it's not necessarily stuff that we like are super like attached to. It's just stuff that's been in our head recently. So it's like um, it's
2: like a snapshot of where we are right now in this moment. It's like grab everything you you have in this room and put it in this time capsule, and we'll uncover it in thirty years. So that's that's yeah. why I, that's how I picked my songs, at least.
0: Yeah, let's uh,
1: <laughs> let's move on,
0: uh, Mason. Your third pick here
1: so uh, my third pick was lookout by peach pit uh peach pit is uh living rent free in my head for like all the pandemic and and obviously still now um i first heard them uh their second album they've got three total but their second album came out the first week of march in 2020 so they never got to tour it obviously because everything was shut down for the longest time but uh but yeah, one of my friends put me on to them. And I listened. I was like, oh, yeah, this is pretty good. Not really expecting to come back to it. But then I needed something else to listen to. So I threw it back on again. I was like, oh, wait, no, this is this is really good stuff. So that kind of started my addiction. Um, and so I listened to that one a ton. And just this past March, they released their third studio album from two to three, which is what this song comes from. Um, it was one of their uh, singles also. So I did hear it a little bit before that, too. But uh But yeah, I love their music a lot. Um, They change uh, sonically really well between albums, but also, you know, it's Peach Pit. I mean, they're not doing something experimental or crazy or anything like that. But yeah, this one was one of my favorite from the album. I mean, it's just very laid back and nice to listen to, so.
0: Yeah, I think, I think all acoustic, acoustic songs are required to start one of two ways. It's either super slow or with like tremolo picking. I don't know if that's what this actually is, but it's it's one of two ways. And they chose the the faster version of it. Um, and it's funny, but it's effective. I mean, I, I really I love acoustic music. Um, and if I didn't know you personally, Mason, I would just assume you're a walking marijuana cigarette. I know. <laughs> based on your first three picks. Just the
1: music, man. It's so good. <laughs> uh,
0: I don't know. I mean, Florida will do that to you, I suppose. That's right. Um, um but this uh there's it's just super chill i mean it's it, this is something that you put on i think i i couldn't get it out of my head I was, I was listening to it a few times like this is something i would put on like at the end of a road trip playlist as like you're kind of pulling up to your destination and everybody's kind of tired of listening to like whatever you've been listening to and this is something everybody can enjoy um you know you're, you're happy to be there you're, you're glad to be where you're going um, I can't really explain it well without have people like listening to the song. Um, but yeah, it just it gives me that feeling of like there's a finality to the way this song kind of wraps up and i I really enjoyed that part of it.
2: Yeah, I always liked that this song was relaxed but not lazy. Uh, they definitely yeah. fill in all that space um, and it's not really an easy sound to nail. You can go for the Jack Johnson where it's like, Oh, he's so relaxed, but it almost sounds lazy at times. Um, There you go, Kev. I I said Jack Johnson on an acoustic song. Um, (laughs) But this song almost gives me like Harmony Hall vibes from uh, Vampire Weekend, where it's like there is this momentum to it, and it has that same like summer's end feeling, and I always enjoyed that. So I want to give Harmony Hall a shot because it is one of those songs that it like clenches onto you and it doesn't let go. And this song does the same thing and it's yep. definitely a testament to how nice it is in Florida compared to Ohio because Mason has <laughs> such cheery weather and Kevin and I uh ours is like intermittent like the weather.
1: I'm going to I'm getting real close to having swamp ass for four straight months so like <laughs> like maybe not be too jealous of me yet.
0: Yeah. Well, for a little context, I think Mason checks the weather in Cincinnati periodically on the shittiest days and then just sends us a snapchat of like him on a walk. And it's like 72 degrees yeah <laughs> it's just it's just to be an asshole um but that's okay that's why we love you mason <laughs> um but yeah no so my fourth pick is the rubber band man by the spinners uh i love this song this is one of my go-to songs if i'm ever feeling down um it's 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 an older song for sure i mean it's a it's a funk staple um but it just makes you want to strut around it's like it's like you're coming back for you know, spring semester and you wanna wear all the clothes you've been you haven't been able to wear for the past three months and you wanna show off your 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 calves, you know? <laughs> stuns out, guns out. This is kind of what this makes me feel like. Um and I don't know who the rubber man rubber band man is, but he's certainly the coolest dude in whatever town he's in. Um yeah, I just I fucking love this song. And I i, I know Ben loves this song too. Um I kind of rediscovered it through him a few years ago. So um yeah I just when I was thinking about like what the feeling I was going for for this playlist? It was it was definitely the the beginning of well, I guess for us the beginning of spring <laughs> because it's been fucking snowing for the past week. Uh, but yeah, this song always kind of lifts me up and kind of puts me in a good mental headspace.
1: Yeah, it's such a feel good jam and everything. I mean, a total windows down song that everyone's gonna know. I mean, everyone from uh, you and I to like our grandparents or parents or whatever, cause it's just stayed the test of time. But, um, I think it was in an Avengers movie. Uh, I don't know if it was Endgame or it, it was one of them for, uh, guardians of the galaxy. So I wonder if that got a big spike in popularity again of, of people being like, wow, this is, this is so good. You know, what is this? Yeah. But, but, but that's a good way to kind of have younger people be introduced to the hits of the seventies and eighties or what have you. So.
2: Yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy, I bet, put a lot of those 70s and 80s songs back on the map, like Hooked on a Feeling was huge after after the first Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, but this song, the beginning, sounded like I Just Can't Wait to Be King by The Lion King uh, or from The Lion King, so much so that I listened to it afterwards and it's like got the same like, dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun, and I was like, oh man, I kind of want to hear, I just want to be king. I, I would have loved if you put a Disney song on here. Um but it ended up being a really fun R&B jaunt from the 70s, and uh, I thought it was really uh, another song where Kevin just chose to zig and zag, um, and uh, it's infectious, and I thought it was a cool
0: pick. It's so a good job. I mean, coming. right from right from the start where he's, hand me down my walking cane, hand me down my hat. Like, that. that's just, I don't know, it, it's probably about a fucking pimp, if I think really think about it, but... <laughs> Uh, I don't know. It's just, yeah, you're right. It's, you guys are both right. It's just, uh, I don't know. There's nothing super special about it, but it's just cool. I don't know.
2: Yeah, no, there, you don't have to overthink it. And I think we talked about that when we got a, we got a beer yesterday. Like a lot of times when we have people on, I think they feel a lot more pressured than we do because we do it every week. So like (laughs) if we, if we fuck up a pick or we, uh, we make our picks in haste too fast, we can either swap them out or we're like, ah, you know what, we'll do it. I'll fix that on another playlist or I'll redeem myself on another playlist. Right. Uh, so my fourth pick, Eat You Up by The Home Team. Um, The singer just brings so much heat that uh, it kind of blew me away the first time I heard him. And it wasn't just on this song, but the whole new album they have called Slow Bloom. It came out late last year um it just reminds me of like dance gavin dance and even like prince and queen and and johnny craig um they just like let loose because they're such good vocalists that like they're not afraid to just like let it all out on a random song called eat you up like he didn't have to go that hard for a random mid mid album song um he's just on another planet and i'm really happy to have found this album uh this year because it's uh it's been a pleasant surprise
1: Yeah, I mean the album cover is awesome too, in my opinion. Um, just the first thing I thought about, but but yeah, I mean the uh, music itself is so easy to get lost in. You almost kind of forget about the lyrics and just kind of feel the vibes from it. But if you really do look into the lyrics, it's like a really positive, self esteem boosting song. I mean, in the uh, thought process of having a lot of self doubt, it's a way to get out of that funk and have a more positive outlook so yeah yeah yeah
0: you know i i love the opening of this song too it kind of just hops right into it it's like your buddy's pushing you into a pool and laughing at you from the de- pool deck um but it's like it's all in good fun that's kind of how this the, the, this it doesn't there's no intro to this song it just starts which it can be a risk but i think it really works here um and you you touched on the vocals bill i think they're right on the edge of being overproduced but I think it was a stylistic choice more than just a poor uh, like uh, production value thing. And I, I that made me really dig it because, um, like I said, I love production value, but it can go too far sometimes. But th- this is this is teetering right on the edge, and I think I, I really, really dug that, that kind of choice that they made there. It's like uh, people giving T-Pain shit for using auto in the, in the wrong way, um, but it was a stylistic choice. So um, you have to kind of respect that. Yeah,
2: they, they've given them shit. Like I've seen people comment on their uh, TikToks and be like, yeah, quit using pitch correction. I want to hear him sing it live. And then he sings it live and nails it. And people are like, are you, are you done? Like, can you are you going to come see us live now, motherfucker? And it's kind of cool to see them be like, just, OK, hey, fuck you.
0: Yeah, I mean that's always been like that's always been my pushback on it too. It's like, why do you care if it sounds better? Like who cares if they're using pitch correction? Like you want them to sound pitchy? Like, go fuck yourself. Like mm-hmm. get over yourself. It's the same argument I always make in metal. It's like, why do you want it to sound like it was recorded without fucking trash can? Like it should sound good. Like, why do you want to listen to shitty music? I don't fucking get it. Um, but yeah, no, it's 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 just it's just a really like i don't know if you would call this like prog rock i don't really know but it's uh it's really good it's just a it's a fun fun song and i really enjoyed listening to it uh who are we are mason number yep. four getting into I, I, was, I was this is why i was excited to have you on because i knew we'd get some hip hop finally on this play, yeah this yeah
1: part. yeah so this is a big deviation from what yeah. i know you guys listen to and probably what a lot of your audience listens to also but uh but it's definitely my first love in music. Uh, it's less so now, but I still really enjoy plenty of it. But uh, but yes, yeah, so Neck and Wrist by Pusha T. Uh, it uh, featured Jay-Z and Pharrell. Um, uh, Pusha T is absolutely my favorite rapper right now, and he has been for the last couple of years. I mean, he is just so good. I mean, all the way back from when he was a member of Clips to his uh, solo career, he is just absolutely killed it. Um, He had a seven song uh, uh, EP called Daytona that came out in 2018 that Kanye West produced and like all those beats were incredible and uh, it was just a really good project. I got to see that one live at the uh, House of Blues in Indianapolis and uh, I felt invincible there. Oh my God, it was so much fun. But but yeah, this song in particular, it's star studded, you know, like Pharrell producing it. Jay-Z is like one of the biggest names in hip hop still even though these last few years he hasn't had a really good verse come out but but i think this verse in particular is his best in that long i mean he really really nails it um but yeah the beat from pharrell or the neptunes with uh pharrell and chad hugo is addictive i mean it gets stuck in your head you know all that so yeah yeah lots to look forward to for his upcoming album
0: yeah, man. I was, I was, I very, very nearly picked this track too, because I also love King push. I think he's, he's very high up on my best rappers of all time list. Um, like again, going back to clips, like hell Hath no fury is maybe the best hip hop album in, ever. I think, I mean, that's, that's Pharrell and, uh, Pusha T working together in perfect unison. I very nearly picked a song from there too, but, um, it's, it's diff It's a difficult listen for a rap album, but it's one of my favorites. Um, but yeah, anyway, old heads unite. Like this is what this is what hip hop should be. Um, just it doesn't have to be super fast. It's just, this is a very laid back, slow tempo. Um, and like like I said before, Pharrell and Pusha T work perfectly together. Um, and I've always given Jay Z some shit because I was I was a huge Nas fan when they were back when they had their huge beef. So I never really gave Jay Z the credit when I was growing up. But as I've gotten older, I've I've learned to respect him. And he's this is a great verse from him as well. Um, but yeah, I just, this, it made me pine for the days where I was thinking about it as I was listening to it today and hip hop when we were growing up in like the 90s and early 2000s, it felt like very lore rich. And what I mean by that is like everybody in the game was connected somehow. There was there was different cliques based on geography. There was either beefs or you knew somebody who knew somebody. And... Um, it just felt like a very connected hip hop world, and this this kind of brought me back to those days. And it's I, I think there's there's never been anything like it in the music industry before. Where in the '90s and early 2000s, like hip hop was just such a cool community to be a part of, and like just watch from afar. And you know, seeing hearing this type of hip hop again really really made me happy. So um, all hail King Push. I hope he keeps making music forever. Um, he was disappointing on hot ones it's the first hot ones episode i've watched in a long time he didn't make it all the way through but um it was always it's it's cool listening to him talk about the way he he makes music too so he's a perfectionist that's why he doesn't put shit out all the time so yeah love this pick
1: yeah and i mean people are calling him uh, a part of uh, coke rap which i think is perfect for what he does i mean that is i mean that's what he raps about yeah right um for Daytona um, his album cover uh, is a picture of um, I think it's Whitney Houston's uh, one of her uh, or her counter when she OD'd and I think Kanye paid like $90,000 for the rights to use that picture and everything (laughs) so
0: Uh, that's incredible
1: yeah it's I mean that's that's cool crap for you, right? Yeah. So yeah. But yeah, Dylan, what did you think?
0: Um,
2: we should have a petition signed and let Jay Z see it. Let's go to uh change.org and have Jay Z only do features because that's <laughs> like the most influential I think Jay-Z is is when he comes on a song that's already sounding good and he closes out a song and you're like, God damn, I love Jay Z. But then you listen to a full Jay Z album and you're like, I don't know. But then he comes on a feature and you're like, oh my God, like I love him. So yeah, I think Jay-Z in small doses is awesome. And especially in this song where he's like talking about his legacy and if Biggie would have been bigger than him, he's like, Jay, what did he say? Uh Hove was gonna be Ho- Hove was always gonna be Hove. I'm like, ah, that's such a gangster thing to say. Um and I think it should be noted that this is probably the newest release we have on the playlist. Uh it came out April 6th. And we're we're recording on the eleventh, so it's kinda crazy that uh this only came out five days ago and I, I've really enjoyed it. So um I don't know, I, I never really got into rap since probably since twenty twelve. So to hear new rap that gets me inspired to go back and listen to rap again, uh, is always cool. So good pick me. <laughs>
0: Uh yeah no it's it's I like to your point Mason I haven't really enjoyed Jay Z since Magna Carta like like that album is great um but I haven't really I don't even know if he's done much since then to be honest with you I've I, I kind of fell off the map for me but yeah this is this is a return to form for sure um but yeah if you're ready we'll move on to my last pick um, Welcome to the Church of Rock and Roll by Foxy Shazam um, and this song is a hundred percent connected to my recent watch of uh, Peacemaker uh, if you haven't watched it yet it's incredible mason have you seen it yet
1: not yet no but if you like it then i'll check it out too
0: it's really fucking good man it's like it's the perfect exactly my humor um and it's it's really good action and john Cena is actually a really good dramatic actor in a lot of the scenes too so um definitely give it a watch it's only eight episodes an hour long um i was sad when it was over but there's a season (laughs) two coming so anyway let's get into the song um But yeah, having this song in the show kind of reignited my love for uh, Foxy Sazam, who we discovered last year um, from Cincinnati. Um, And they're truly worthy successors to like that bombastic queen sound. Like it's very clear that's what they're going for. Um, It's it's a powerful track and it drives action, which made it perfect for the show that it was featured in. Um, And it's just, I don't know, it's, you can't find a more perfect kind of track for a misfit superhero uh jesus christ jeremy <laughs> interrupting the podcast <laughs> he must have must have heard the ghost of podcasts um but yeah um but yeah no it's uh yeah it's it's very james gunn if if you uh if you're familiar with what he does it's it's very much in his wheelhouse as far as um the kind of music he puts in his stuff
1: yeah i mean like on first listen or second listen um it kind of felt like a show tune to me, like a character introduction in a musical. So the fact that it was used in a show or uh, is likened to Queen, who was so over the top and uh, theater focused, that totally makes sense. But uh, but yeah, the uh, like the choir kind of repeating that welcome to the church of rock and roll at the end really solidified that show tune musical vibe for me.
2: It does not sound like a band from Cincinnati, but there's so much pride listening to this song. Like, hell yeah. Like, <laughs> where did you get all this soul, my man? Because where did you find that soul in Cincinnati? Um, I It's it's always fun to listen to Foxy Shazam because every song is different, but it feels, it feels so huge. And uh, the song would be great on any soundtrack. And the fact that it's on Peacemaker is even cooler because... I don't know if James Gunn, how much say he has in his music and in his properties, but it always feels like he has the coolest music.
0: Yeah, totally agree.
2: Even in the suicide squad movie, I think he has really cool music. So yeah. Uh, you ready for my fifth pick?
1: Let's do it. Uh,
2: bad Charlotte by Alico. Um, we spoke to Harbor a few weeks ago, um, about bands that were opening for them in their Cincinnati show. And, um, I saw them mention uh, a relatively new artist called Alico was opening up for them. And so I checked out their Spotify and I was surprised how good this sound for a really new band. Um, it, it's got good production um, and it, it really fucking rocks. And I was just kind of surprised to hear another facet, especially after Kevin's uh, fifth pick. Um, just another facet of Cincinnati music that uh, would kind of catch you by surprise. And uh, I thought it was really cool.
0: Yeah, no, I, I love the the song name. Um, I, I'm sure it's about a girl named Charlotte, but I hate good Charlotte, so I'm probably going to love bad Charlotte, <laughs> So uh, you know, if that inverse logic works. Um, but, you yeah, know, the drummer immediately stood out in this track to me. It's just the really complicated rhythm he used uh, or not pattern, not rhythm, but like the pattern he used um, and like the heavy handed approach that he took all the way like through the first verse as it builds up to the chorus. Um, and I'm sure they're electric drums, um, which kind of helps feed that power a little bit. But um, it feels like he's playing with a bullwhip almost every time he hits that like um, that kick drum and it kind of penetrates through the rest of the track, which is it's, it's it's rare to hear a kick drum that clearly through over like there's a lot of noise going on in this song, too. It's it's a loud song. So to hear a drummer get a a, a kick drum through all of that is is really unique and um it had a really cool feel for for the entire song i just i couldn't stop listening to the to the drummer every time i listen to this song because i don't know i I really really enjoy a good rhythm section
1: yeah i think you guys both nailed it on the head um it was a probably the most danceable version of alt rock i could think of in a way i mean it kind of had plenty of pop tones to it um i think it would be perfect for a pit style venue like house of blues or whatever else where you could just be on the same level as everybody else and just kind of go crazy um i did find it really funny i was looking them up and uh and on their uh, tour or on their website their tour poster has them going to like three or four different kroger grocery stores which is like the most cincinnati shit ever <laughs> i couldn't believe that but <laughs> uh
0: that reminds me of like the uh the joke fred durst playing at speedway like meme that no,
2: sunoco and uh <laughs> yes <laughs> sunoco and dayton
0: yeah 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 um, yeah. the only more the more cincinnati could get was like i don't know at udf or some shit like that. The skyline yeah <laughs> yeah, and, <laughs> yeah. And, and
2: clear the floor to la roses there's gonna be hey, a band playing at the
1: house later you're gonna be there <laughs>
0: I mean, what's that? That's that TikTok is like, what's the fuck up? What the fuck is up, Denny's, or what the, where the fuck they are? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, there that's... is like a cool like wine
2: bar that they're starting to do at a lot of the Krogers, so I, I guess I get it, but it's still kind of a, a wild place to be playing
0: a gig, I guess. Especially like super high energy like this, like I don't know. They, they have to athlete. strip
2: it down to acoustic. I can't yeah. imagine a Kroger oh, I'm just sure. like just banging. Like, what is all that noise? I'll, it's they're doing a wine tasting,
1: <laughs> they're signing off for the night, and they're like, Thank you, Kroger. Don't forget two for one on yogurt, and then they're like, Just end it. Meet us in the produce section, <laughs> yeah. Meet us in the produce
2: section for autographs after this.
0: Oh, that's great,
1: Mason. What you got for your fifth pick? So my last pick was my uh, risky pick, for sure. It was uh, Tabula Rasa uh, by Earl Sweatshirt, but it was featured with uh, Arm & Hammer. Um, I really, really like uh, Earl Sweatshirt ever since I was in high school. I mean, I'm a total front-to-back album listener. I'm terrible at making playlists. I never really go for playlists. I just kind of throw an album on whether I'm working out or like working or anything like that. So it's really tough to pick a single song by Earl because he is so album focused and it's very easy to sit down and listen from start to finish. But uh, but I really like this one. I like the instrumental on it and uh, I don't really know anything about Armand Hammer, but I love Earl's verse on it. I love his raspy voice. Um, he was the youngest uh, artist on the original Odd Future by Tyler, the creator. And, uh, you know, there's a few other guys on there like uh, Frank Ocean, too. but. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there is a sense of nostalgia there because I loved Odd Future in high school and uh, in college and everything. So yeah, I've st- stuck with Earl. I love all of his music. But but yeah, it's definitely an album artist, and not a uh, single or Spotify type of artist, if you will, streaming type of artist. Sure.
0: Yeah, and uh, that's that's kind of my issue with it is I've, I've always been interested by Earl's sweatshirt and I've dabbled from time to time. And it's never quite... It's like sunk its hooks in me um and just n- like that nerdcore rap in general like um like tyler the creator all those guys that came out of that odd feature like it never really i never really connected with it um and i think it's it it suffered from i because i when i listen to these playlists i listen to them in the order that they're added so having this after the pusher t and jay-z track like there's a very very clear difference in flow and it's just there's, there's this i don't know i couldn't quite get into it like it's it's how i feel like people that have friends that are really really into jazz so then they try to get them to listen to jazz and like they're like i don't know man i I tell this is good but i don't quite get it um and one of my one of my other friends loves earl sweatshirt too and he's always trying to get me to listen to him and i just i don't know every time i do it's just like I, i i get it but i don't at the same time and this is kind of the same thing for me um, and like I said, I think if I had not listened to it after the uh, Pusha T and Jay-Z track, I would have liked it probably a little bit more. So it's just because <laughs> that is that is the type of hip hop that I love is like, the, like I said, I, I was, I gushed about that track and then to get something so wildly different um, was, was uh, strange to say the least. Um, and I like guys like Denzel Curry, who does stuff that's kind of similar to this, but I don't know. I just, I don't know. So for some reason, Earl never grabbed me.
2: Uh, the name Earl Sweatshirt was enough to deter me and I, I don't know why I have like a mental block on some artists but if they sound like they'd be cooler than me then I just like I'm like oh well I don't deserve to listen to them um, but this is my first time listening to him and it sound, he sounds a lot like Common which I thought was really cool and I really enjoyed that um, there's a the, the high I'm so throughout the entire song makes me want to fucking kill somebody or hurt someone, <laughs> not kill. Um, and I think it's just because, like, it kind of ruins the flow of the rap during the verses. I don't mind it during the chorus because you can kind of, the chorus is usually louder. And, but during the ver- verses, it kind of felt like it was like, it's like when you're trying to talk and someone's like interrupting you and you just keep <laughs> talking anyway, but someone's still talking in the background. It's like, will you just shut the fuck up for like five minutes so I can say what I got to <laughs> say? Um, but other than that, I really like the song and uh, it makes me want to listen to Earl sweatshirt. So do you have like a recommendation for an album, like a first
1: album? Yeah, Doris. Uh, Doris is his first album and I think it's one of his best. But but yeah, yeah, yeah. I would I, I would check him out. I like him a lot.
2: Yeah, I, I, I conquered my fear. I don't know what my fear <laughs> was, but it was there. Um, yeah. How do you guys feel? That was it.
0: Yeah. Good. That's
2: fun. Yeah. Um, I guess, I guess before we wrap up, I, I I'm kind of curious how you guys made your picks. We didn't really talk about it throughout the the picks. So Mason, how did, how did you come, come to
1: your picks? So for most of those, um, uh, for one, I was trying to just pick songs that came out in 2022, uh, just to kind of make it a little bit harder on myself. Um, but like I was saying earlier, I'm such an album listener. That was kind of trying to just pick off my favorite or like one of my favorite songs off an album to talk about um, in the guise of being able to talk about the entire album instead uh, on here. So I kind of hijacked that a little bit, but, uh, but yeah, that was kind of my idea for the most part. There hasn't been a tongue that I've loved that's come out in 2022, but there was enough for me to pick pretty easily. Um, And then, i was already trying to come up with my songs and that push song came out that we were talking about and it was like this has to be on there mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> what about you kev
1: uh this was actually more tough than i expected
0: it to be like the first two were easy i've been listening to those constantly um but the last three were, were difficult for me i did the same thing with uh the foxy jam pick uh, mason it was just an excuse for me to talk about peacemaker <laughs> so and it just so happened that there was a because i was going to pick the theme song from peacemaker because it's awesome um but the, i saw a, you know fox's says was on there i was like oh shit, yeah i'll talk about cincinnati band too so um and then rubber band man it's just i i love that song <laughs> so it's not like i've been listening to it recently but as i was thinking about songs that would kind of fit the mood that i'd already created um that song was just kind of there so there wasn't a whole like a lot of deep thought process to it it was just you know, I, I want to feel good. The, the the tone of the playlist was already kind of feel good, so I figured I'd just stick with it. What about you, Bill?
2: I had, like, a playlist I think I've been referencing called, like, What I've Been Into Lately, which is kind of the idea of this playlist. Um, and I think I only picked one song that was on that playlist, or maybe two, but uh, the others were just, like, kind of artists that are on the up and up, and I wanted to make sure I got to talk about them because... When we get into summer playlists and stuff, it it gets harder. And then uh, by the time we get back into albums, like I'm kind of over it. I don't know if you feel the same way. Like you get into an artist and you're so enveloped in them, and then by the time you're ready to talk about them, like it's like ah, you know what? There's other music I want to talk about now. So I don't know. I think I think it was a cool uh, expression of what we're listening to right at this moment. So um, yeah, let's get into songs of the show. Uh Mason we'll have you go first.
1: Sure. Um so mine was uh going to this health by a goth babe. I don't know if you guys know about him at all or not. Um so uh, a friend of mine also put me on to him. Um and he just lives in uh one of those like uh camper toppers that go on like a pickup truck you know what I mean like not even just like a pop-up camper like like literally one that goes in the bed of the truck and kind of goes over your uh the uh, roof of your car and he lives in one of those with his dog and he just like travels around the uh national parks or wherever else he wants to go and then when he needs money he'll write a couple songs and record them and then release them and then he kind of lives off that for a little bit and so all of his albums are like two to four song little uh EPs and you just get a little taste every once in a while, but uh, but that was his most recent that came out this year, and that was my favorite song off of the three-song EP.
2: What a life!
1: Yeah, yeah exactly. it must be nice, right? Just <laughs> him and his dog and his acoustic guitar, man. Damn.
2: what you got, Kev?
0: Uh, mine is "This Is It" by Necrogoblicon. Um, pretty pretty down the middle pick for me. Um, I don't know how I would uh, describe Necrogoblicon other than they're kind of like sort of joke metal. Um but this is just it's a good it's a catchy song, I think. I mean if you can get past the the goblin-esque vocals, um there's a clean vocal in the in the chorus. Um it's just fun. I like metal when it doesn't take itself too seriously, and this is a perfect example of that.
2: Yeah, another one that I was like, God damn it, Kevin, you really have to pick the hardest <laughs> words to type.
0: Hey, it's nepro- necro goblicon, it's not that hard.
2: Necro with a K um and another K somewhere else. <laughs> but yeah it's easy to spell uh but yeah especially after all the like good metal we've been listening to it was nice to hear like a kind of a crappier metal song uh my song of the show is basic by just friends featuring uh b and hobo johnson
1: hobo johnson yeah
2: yeah I, i love hobo johnson uh i saw just friends play live and there's like I'm not exaggerating probably 15 people on stage and 10 of them are just dancing and they're probably the most hype band I've ever seen live. Um, so this new album they put out is really cool. And to, to get Lil B and Hobo Johnson on his track is really cool. So, uh, I was really pumped about it. Oh yeah. Uh, so there it is. Mason, thank you so much for coming on my man.
1: That was a blast, guys! Thanks a lot for having me on. I'm glad I could finally get on here. Yep, you're gonna yeah, well,
2: you're gonna be influencing us, and we're gonna we're gonna do a rap album before before uh, summer's end. I'm sure. Maybe push, maybe a little MF Doom. We'll see, right? Yeah,
0: yeah, It's yeah. true. We did we did promise you an MF Doom episode for
1: sure, one day. Yeah,
0: one day.
2: Yeah, just like uh, all the albums Kevin's promised over the years that we have to <laughs> we have to see through. So easy at some to point. just
1: kind of. Yeah, yeah,
2: sure, we'll do that, bud. Don't worry, <laughs> well, but don't. <laughs> you know what we'll do in the future? We're going to go on a big road trip. Um, but yeah, (laughs) we all come on your podcast eventually. Don't worry about it. You're always welcome back. We will totally have you back to do a rap album. Um, thanks guys. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, we're going to, uh, next week we are starting the windows down playlist, which is kind of our, our big, uh, Batman signal for summer starting. And, uh, I'm really excited about it. And, uh, that's when we're most active on the internet, I think, is in the summer for our playlist. Um, so give us a follow on Instagram at Off the Beaten our Twitter is at Off and our email is off the at Gmail. Uh, thanks again for coming on, Mason, and uh, check us out on YouTube as well. We've been posting on YouTube a little bit, so uh, give us a follow on there. But uh, we'll see you guys next week. Yep.
0: Bye.